Booker T, five-time WCW champion. You listen to WNS podcast. Now, can you dig that, sucker? You're listening to the official Wrestling News Horse podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsHorse.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsHorse.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Hebert. I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 283 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. Uh, we're on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Uh, at WNS Podcast, at WNS underscore Daniel, and at... Tyler underscore Twitter. There you go. Really good stuff. Welcome to the show. Got lots to cover this week. We've got your feedback. We're going to talk a little bit about Raw, talk a little bit about SmackDown. Of course, we're going to talk about the draft and give you our battleground predictions as well. So we certainly thank everyone for tuning in to us this week. And uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, we certainly appreciate it. Feel free to give us a, uh, a review. Ooh, excuse me. Ooh. Review. And, uh, who knows? We'll we'll go from there. But how you guys doing? How you how you feeling so far? We're changing it up a little bit, moving to Wednesdays to record our show, so it'll come out on Thursdays now. Uh, the same? Yeah, I feel the same. Feel a day older? Any? <laughs> I guess. I yeah. Don't know. Doug, how are you? Uh, in in general, or in regards to the podcast? Uh, I'm he, fine. Okay, I'm fine. Yeah, um, it's been a long week already for me. I'm I'm sure y'all y'all feel the same way, but uh, but yeah. So welcome to the show. Let's uh, let's talk about some feedback that we got. First bit of feedback we have is from Pablo in regards to us talking about getting our hair cut. Which Pablo I know is, Escobar? Uh, I don't believe so. Oh okay. No. Who's that? Um, Pablo Escobar. That's- He's like a um, famous Colombian like drug lord or something. Something like that? I I did not know that. It's because you don't do drugs, which we appreciate you not doing. Okay. So that way you don't have to run into people like Pablo Escobar. But Pablo, our listener, says uh, you should take a selfie right before you go to a barber and ask him to make you look like you five seconds before. No, <laughs> Pablo Escobar is dead, so it's not. Oh. Well, people like Pablo Escobar. Tyler won't have to meet because he stays away from the drugs. Well, who said um, that famous? Oh, he he's Scarface. Famous. No, he's like a like a recent like drug lord. I think he's like about to get like I don't know if he's already arrested or whatever. Like that guy a, who was like taking selfies on the plane whenever he's supposed to be like banned from the United States or, or whatever the story maybe. was. Maybe it's it was that, like who was uh, Dustin Hoff or not Dustin Dustin. Uh, I don't know. Someone who was an actor became like a uh, a journalist, and he went to go like interview this drug lord for like one of the magazines. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of it. I have no idea what you're talking about. Dustin, uh, I'm not sure. I just googled famous drug lords. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Th- I'll look it up later. Yeah. 
There was like a semi-recent guy. Wasn't there the dude who was like, um, I don't know if he's from Mexico or from L. No. Yeah, there was like an L something dude who was Generico. Like, no, he, he's, he's trying to help the children. What's he doing? Associated with drug I warlords. Guess. Yeah, it's not drug lords and all that. We're getting off subject. There's like a guy. This was like semi-recent, like hot, hot news <laughs> that. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know the story, so I don't know why I'm trying to make up or trying to tell the story that I don't know. I just hmm. know there was a guy, a drug lord type dude, <clears throat> who was like in the news in the past like year or something. Strange. Chapo. That guy. Yeah. El Chapo. <laughs> yeah, what's the what's his gimmick? I mean, I guess it's not a gimmick. He's probably really does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's um He makes people think that he's this drug lord. But he's actually a man for the people. Probably he might be actually be a drug lord. There was there was a deal where like I forgot who, he told the actor that was interviewing him. That's that, who uh, you're talking about. The actor that's El no, Chapo. No, yeah, that's also who I was talking about. Okay, because they were he actually told him that <laughs> neither they were one actually, of us know what the fuck we're talking uh, about. He said he wanted a movie made about him and his life or whatever. He was trying. He was in the in the works of getting that made or whatever. <laughs> for mm-hmm. Who's the guy who? It was his buddy in his backyard, and they were filming it. <laughs> Interview. I have no idea. Interview with El Chapo? When you said the name, I was like, that's the guy I'm thinking of. There. Sean Penn actually interviewed him. Sean Weird. Penn became like a journalist. And he got in trouble because before... He was already wanted, but like when they really like pursued him or whatever, like because he like snuck around and like got interview for like I don't know if it was Time or something else or some sort of magazine, and they're like, "Why did you sneak and go find him?" And <laughs> we've been looking for him. And how'd you get a hold of him? <laughs> I asked around. I was like, "Hey, where's El Chapo?" And then some people threw me into a van and brought me to him. So yeah. I'm like, "Hey, I'm with Time Magazine. Would love to talk to you." So uh, yeah. Good stuff. Sorry. Nice way to, to start off the show. I don't know about you guys, but normally whenever we record the podcast, I, I stay in my office and get everything ready for the show. I was in the process of it yesterday because I had to I had to work late. And so I was in my mindset, I was like, oh, yeah, we've got the podcast tonight. And then I had to self-correct myself saying, no, we're doing that Wednesday. And then today I had to stop myself from leaving work because I was like, oh, yeah, we got the podcast going on. So. Uh, it'll take a little of adjustment, but I think we'll uh, we'll do just fine. So, uh, so we yeah we do have Raw, we do have SmackDown to cover, we do have the the draft picks. Uh, we're gonna try and change up the format just a little bit, see what we can come up with, um, and we're also gonna have our battleground predictions a little bit later on. So we kick things off going into Raw. Um, we'll talk mostly about the highlights about it. Mick Foley being announced as the uh, the GM for Raw. Daniel Bryan being announced as the GM for SmackDown. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but it was absolutely so heartwarming to see Daniel Bryan get that reaction that that he got. For sure, you know, like just seeing him being back in the capacity of the cruiserweight championship and this, mm-hmm. like he's gonna be you know, cruiserweight class. That's what. Sorry, I didn't mean. Uh, <laughs> But uh, just and now he's gonna be on you know like a a weekly basis mm-hmm. that he's gonna be on there. It's gonna be pretty cool. So because I, I don't think Shane's gonna be really running it that much. To be honest with you, I would hope they phase both Shane and Stephanie out. 
Yeah, just have them be like a special appearance every once in a while. Right. Hey, just checking in to see how things are going. Did you expect Mick Foley? No. For all? The rumor was Brian, so I expected him, but I didn't expect Foley. I mean, what, overall, my feelings are that I think it's a positive direction to have babyface authority figures. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you're going to do the authority figure, which is played out in my opinion, we've had them... Um, they're not really a necessity, but they make it seem like they are a necessity. They're, you can get around like needing an authority figure like pretty simply. <clears throat> but if they're going to do it, I welcome the change of pace of the babyface authority figure because it's for so long we've had this like like combat combative feel like between like the McMahon's and the roster, and it's just like you know I'm I would like welcome the change of pace from that. Yeah, and um. I don't know. Do you think these are the guys for the job? I mean, do you think this is the best possible well, guys they could have had? If some, feels like it to me. Yeah, I know that. Uh, some time during that night when they were talking to each other and they were complimenting, and then they got down to business and they're like, you know, I'm gonna do what's best for Raw and may the best man win. You know, stuff like that. Games are on. Down. Right. Uh, so they're gonna do the best. But I, you know, I did not see Mick Foley coming and. Uh, he can walk better. Dude, he looks like he's yeah. slimmed down a lot. He's lost a he's, lot of weight. I wonder if he's weight. doing yoga. GDP yoga, huh? Who knows, but he looked pretty slim, uh, pretty slimmed down. Yeah. It was like a significant, like, I, it's the first thing I when I saw him, I was immediately was like, he's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, and, and you know, whenever he, whenever he steps into the ring, he's sideways, and the hard camera's looking at him. You know, normally his his guts protruding from his flannel, but this right. guy—I mean, he is, yeah, he's definitely lost a lot of weight, and he even kind of did a little jog down to the ring, which you know he's he's made it well known that his hip is in terrible condition right now. He's still limping a little bit. Yeah, he, I mean, he's not—he's never going to be like uh, have great mobility. Yeah. yeah, but for him to be able to to move around like he did. Uh, it's a it's a great sign for him. And I'm happy for he's him. Doing he seems yoga. the healthiest he's seemed more than likely. I think he. Uh, I want to say that he made a post about it and that he had been doing it. Now, no, he's also been. He's got like a nutritionist and uh, personal trainer, I think, as well. So, uh, you know, congrats to him because that's that's awesome. I really wish that the news hadn't have broken uh, or like the heavy rumors that Daniel Bryan was going to be the guy because I would have loved to have that feeling be organic instead of being, you know everyone out there speculating and doing the yes chance because. If if that had not leaked, those fans would not have been doing the yes chance before the announcement was officially made. See, I, even even if it wasn't like heavily rumored, I don't know that it was leaked as much as well. I guess it was leaked because his name was attached mm. to some sort of promotional stuff for SmackDown. But even if it wasn't leaked, I don't think that he has been gone long enough to get like the like the I didn't expect him at all reaction. Right. Especially with him currently being on the crew. Not that this, I'm not saying that I don't want him because of that. I'm just saying like, I think he got an overwhelmingly positive response mm-hmm. in spite of not being, have gone, not have been gone for that long and still like currently being on the cruiserweight show. Yeah. Which I think is pretty impressive. So. Yeah, definitely. So it, it does make for uh, some interesting television. I'm looking forward to see how both characters will play into uh, Raw and SmackDown going forward. At least we have a chance of seeing McFoley uh, at Raw, so we'll have to see whenever so they come to Houston. you think they're going to phase? I don't know. I just have a feeling that they're not going to phase Stephanie That out. is my hope. I don't know. I that, I'm so. not 100% confident that they are going to be gone, but one would hope. I have a feeling Shane's not going to be around that much. No, and, no. and he's... 
you know, I mean, heck, whenever they had him as the the GM for Raw, he was out on vacation a couple of weeks. Yeah. So this isn't, you know, this is a way to have them be out of the picture but still be present. You know, like they won't be necessarily on screen every week, but, you know, the, the commentary team can be like, oh, well, we just heard from, you know, Shane McMahon that blah, 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 even though he could be out in the Caribbean or something like that. So, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, the matchups that we had, we got to see Sami Zayn. Well, before we get into oh. to the sort of minutia of Raw, like uh, another like major thing coming out of um, these announcements is uh, the Cruiserweight exclusivity to Raw, uh, yeah. which was a shocker for me because I thought they sort of positioned SmackDown as like the like like they were gonna be the work rate show. Mm-hmm. And so I thought if they were going to have an exclusive division, that would have been a draw for SmackDown. Yeah, that's. Um, I find it weird that they placed it on Raw, and um, I'm not sure. I guess I get it; they have extra time, but I Vince is still going to be super hands on with Raw. I mean, I, he may even be like really hands on with SmackDown for the foreseeable future until he gets like bored with it. Yeah. Uh, but to me. I don't know how he's going to like handle those type of guys on the show because like I don't know he just those just don't seem like classically like the the shiny toys that he goes for so I don't know like how well it's going to be presented I don't know if that means they are going to get 205 and under guys on the roster for this division or if mm-hmm. they're going to bring some of the class the cruiserweight classic guys up or they're going to have even new signees so I don't know how it's going to play out. What do you think about it being on Raw? It does kind of confuse me because, okay, you're going to have an exclusive division on Raw, yet one of your top premier guys being Kalisto has been drafted over to SmackDown. So it, it throws a little confusion in there. It's like, okay, I can see Sin Cara, but he's not a cruiserweight. Uh, you know, Maybe Neville, if he trims down a bit. Other than that, who do you... Neville's short, but he's stocky. Yeah, he's stocky. So, Same with Apollo Cruz. You know, he's the high flyer, but he's dude's jacked. So over two hundred five for damn sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you can bring in some of the guys from the the cruiserweight classic. Kofi can, but it's I don't think Kofi is a is a cruiserweight either because they're they're doing the whole. You know the cruiserweights have to be under two hundred and five pounds. Kofi when, maybe two hundred five. He's a, he's a, uh, he's a slender guy. Maybe. It'd be a stretch, but uh, or maybe they'd say, okay, well, we'll bump it up to two thirty-five or something like that. I don't know. I mean, that's uh, definitely out of anything that's been traditionally a cruiser or a light heavyweight. <laughs> Call um, me in; I'm a cruiserweight. Yeah. So uh, I think it's weird. I think it's like mixed messaging, and I think yeah, I, he's being Kofi's being billed as two twelve. So he probably might may legitimately be under two hundred five then, because they usually beef them up a little bit for the. Yeah, the stats. But um, I don't know, man. And then also, Xavier Woods two hundred five. I don't. I mean, it, online they said that they. I think they signed a Bushi. Yeah, and uh, Grand Metalik. Grand Metallic, or is that how they say it? No. <laughs> they do say it like Tyler says it. Uh, so I don't know why I heard. I want to say I heard them at some point or another metallic, but anyway. Uh, I mean, I 
I because I specifically remember in watching the Cruiserweight Classic, Brian saying it, but having he said it, <laughs> but it was like he was. You could tell he was trying to enunciate it properly, like uh, put, gotcha. put the emphasis on the right, like so. It's definitely like how Tyler says it because Morrow and 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 Brian were taking great care to say it in the same manner. <laughs> you could tell they were trying to yeah. say it that. Yeah, but, but I thought I read. I mean, it's sort of like how my Matt Stryker was uh, saying "blue demon," like "blue demon," which is how it's actually pronounced. <laughs> but like everyone's like, "You're a fucking gringo." Just say "blue demon." <laughs> yeah, just say "blue demon." <laughs> but, but yeah, so you know how reports are because uh, I mean, online they said he's already Ibushi already competed in his first NXT match. Hmm. Uh, it was like a dark match or something like sure. that. But they said that. And you know how, like I said, rumors or, or things on the internet go that he's signed an NXT contract. Yeah. So, Bushi, so how is that going to work? That and, and that plays back to the uh, the whole confusion about the cruiserweight division. Like, is it just saying at some point in time we're going to have a cruiserweight division, or are they trying to say it's gonna be we've got one ready to go? Because it's be some point in time it wouldn't because be off they the bat. don't have one ready to go. Yeah, they don't have it off the bat because the, the the cruiserweight well, class uh, champ. Blah, I can't talk. That's not even done. What I would expect yeah. is that this to be pursued after the classic plays out, and then we this is sort of the fallout from the classic. Would be my guess. Like maybe the winner of the classic is going to be paired as a contender for like maybe they bring in a cruiserweight title and he's going to like fight or someone else or maybe mm-hmm. they'll eventually crown a cruiserweight champion. Or well, they have to fight the last cruiserweight champion WWE, right? Hornswoggle. Well, he's not with the company anymore, and also <laughs> they retired. They didn't. Re- yeah. They. I said retired, but they they'll make a new new cruiserweight. I'm sure. New new. It but feels, no, no, it's it is strange. It I just feels like they positioned SmackDown as the the work rate, like where the emphasis is going to be on the wrestling. They've they pretty much marketed that way, and then they put the cruisers on the Raw, which is. Mixed signals to me. To and me, a, and a lot of tag teams were picked up by Raw as well. Yeah, I mean, I'd really like to segue into like broad like draft talk here because I feel sure. I feel like it goes like so well with what we're talking about with this whole mixed messaging with SmackDown. Clearly, after the draft, and it's not like we didn't know know it all the time, but I felt like I knew that myself. I was optimistic, and I felt like there was some optimism. From just fandom in general, this is going to be a new leaf for them. It just really feels like business as usual coming out of mm-hmm. this. Just like we're just going to split up the roster. Don't expect any like effort and to make any real changes because SmackDown comes out of this definitely feeling like the B show still. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. And not only that, but they've all this talk about how Shane and Brian were like, this is going to be the show. We're fo- focused on the wrestling. There's not going to be any glass ceilings. We're going to push. Like they were selling us this, we're going to be a new, like a new thing, and then they go and draft the top two stars of the past ten years. They <laughs> draft Cena and Orton. Like, why are they not going after some of these like hotter, like accent younger guys? And I understand that because that's what they were like. That's how they decided to split up the roster. But why are you selling us this bill of goods about how SmackDown is going to be this hot new where, um, you know? The politics of Raw do not apply to SmackDown. These are guys that are they're just going to be given the ball, and whoever runs with it runs with it. Mm-hmm. And like these, there's no glass ceilings. And I understand that that doesn't specifically mean that like we're not interested in any already established stars. 
but they didn't go after any like <laughs> AJ Styles is probably their highest profile pick. I would I would say yeah, and then. You could just tell from like the draft that like well, that, and then they went with American Alpha. But other than that, that was I mean, a, that was a positive. But the but. only thing like it, okay, because okay, when they first got Raw got Sami Zayn, I was like, all right, SmackDown's getting Kevin Owens. That's wrong. I was wrong. Yeah, I mean the feud lives on forever. It's it's really weird because I I don't understand. I understand that it's the new show, so emphasis is going to be on it, but I don't know why you're trying to sell us that it's going to be this new thing when it's very clearly, after the first hour of the draft, not going to be this new thing. It's very clearly just we drew a line down the middle of the roster, a little jagged because mm-hmm. we have a, a third hour on Raw, and it's clear, very clearly business as usual. Well, you guys got the U.S. <laughs> champ. I guess we have to take the Intercontinental champ. Well, see, that's even weird. Like, do you feel like that the, they devalue their champs at all by picking their secondary title so far down the list? A little bit, and the fact that they made it seem like they were resilient to do it. Yeah, Brian was like, "I don't want Miz." Then don't fucking take the Miz. Come on. Yeah, man. I don't want Miz, but we need a champion. Also, so. I guess that he's acknowledging though, their history, but yeah. still. Also, what's weird is okay, so. The, the champs, the U.S. and Intercontinental, who they're fighting mm-hmm. at the pay-per-view, they're both, they're both split. Yes. So what was it? Like Miz is versus Darren Young. Mm-hmm. Correct. And they're both on two different shows. And yes. same with Rusev and Zack Ryder. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to... Well, I think that's meant to tell you that... Either neither titles are changing hands or both are. <laughs> well, I think that's meant to... To like leave you with a sense of doubt as to what could happen. Like, is there a possibility the titles could just flop, yeah. like brands or whatever? Or know. only one person, just, and then we have two titles on. Push. I know. I didn't. I didn't. <clears throat> I didn't. Uh, leave the draft like super happy. I was really optimistic Monday night after Raw because mm-hmm. I thought it was basically all Raw was was like placeholder. I mean, but. Raw and SmackDown in their entirety were just placeholders till we get through this pay-per-view after the right. draft. Nothing of consequence happened on either show. They were just filling time and uh, treading water. But, like, Raw felt like an upbeat, and maybe it was just me being, like, optimistic, but I felt like going to the draft, I felt like... Yeah, and we, they had some we, good we, matches in there, too. Yeah, they did. They really did. <clears throat> but I felt like, you know, it could be, like, a cool thing, but it very quickly dissipated. Um, so uh, one of the positive things is I, I'm not a big fan of Charlotte, but I think that a statement of taking her as a, their number two pick does a lot for her as a, uh, as far as like the way they're going to present her. Yeah. So I, I think that's a positive. They took Charlotte so high, even though I don't think she's the best woman. She's the champ. And, um, uh, so I think that was a positive thing, but what are your thoughts about them splitting <clears throat> the women up? Because... There's rumors that they're going to bring in a secondary or a second women's championship, and if they do, that that the rosters are going to be so strained and so small that they're just going to be passing them around. It'd be like the three of us being the entire division for one show. Right. You know? I, I I just I would have preferred either all or none. They only have a handful. I mean, that's what when we were, when we were talking about. How do we feel about? Uh, like brand exclusivity as far as like divisions yeah. go and we're talking about we'll put the cruisers on one show which they ended up doing and then yeah. uh, put like the women or like is it you know do you want to put all is it does it make sense to put all the women on one show or does it not make sense to, to put all the women on one mm-hmm. show to me 
there's only a handful of women on each show. And, I mean, a second title, like you said, is just going to put them, like, hot potatoing it. Well, not necessarily hot potatoing it, but they... But then whenever I go back and think about, like, when they have all the women together now and they still only do, like, a really small, like, right. uh, spotlight as far as the division. So would it be that much different? I don't know. It's hard to say. I think what they might end up doing is they'll have whoever's the champion is on their respective show. They'll have a challenger on their respective show. And during that time, the the, the opposing show will have their own little feud going. Then... Uh, that pay-per-view will pass, and what that'll do is uh, say, okay, the champion is you know going to face a challenger on the opposing show. So that'll cause them to feud, set up a challenger, they battle. If title changes hands, then you know they stay on their respective show or whatever, and the cycle goes through. So it's kind of just a whirlwind pattern, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. That's, in theory, how you would do like one world champ between two brands. Yeah, because, I mean, you've got like... Okay, for for SmackDown, you've got um, Alexa Bliss, you've got Becky Lynch, Natalia, uh, Naomi, and I, I, hmm, Carmella. Right. Yeah, yeah, Carmella. And where did uh, Eva Marie go? I think she SmackDown. went. She went to SmackDown. So, so they name her in that thing. Yeah, in the secondary draft, uh, she was the 51st person to go. She was right after Bo Dallas. Um, and then for Raw, you've got Alicia Fox, uh, Summer Rae. Uh, let me see. I'm scrolling up. the. Uh, you got Paige, Sasha Banks, um, Nia Jax, Charlotte. And I think that's it. Because Tamina's out with injury. Tamina's out with injury. Yeah, so she could come back and be on whichever show she wants. Uh, same with Luke Harper. He wasn't drafted. There was a list uh, due of to people injury. with injury. How do you guys think about them splitting up the Wyatts? I think, uh, I think whenever... I think they made it clear. Yeah, I think when Harper comes back, he's going to SmackDown and keeping the Wyatt family They're going to shoot Braun yeah. up because Braun is only on Raw by himself, right? Yes. I think Braun's going to be there to take Big Show's place whenever he eventually retires. Did Rowan go to SmackDown too? Yes. Yeah. So it was Rowan and Bray on SmackDown and Braun on uh, on Raw. Okay, that, that does. But yeah, they can probably just stick together. In the- mm-hmm. <clears throat> Were you surprised that New Day survived intact? I really, I kind of was actually. Um, I'm not surprised. I was nervous that they I were thought they split. would break them up, but I am yeah. happy that they, they kept them together. Well, I figured since they made so much emphasis on tag teams, tag teams, tag teams, that they wouldn't mention trios, you know. And they are a they are a group. They're not really a tag team. Sure. They're like Freebirds yeah. rule tag yeah. team. So that's why everyone was like, <laughs> Are they gonna let this mm-hmm. fly? So it's like, oh, well, you say tag team, tag team is normally two people, but this is a three man group. So, but they let it, they let it go. And, uh, also later on after, after SmackDown was over, they did, they had their three to two ratio throughout the entire thing, except for like the last two rounds where it was six people per round. So both, both shows got three picks. They made no mention of any rules being changed or, Hey, now that we're down to the end, we're going to, we're going to allow them we're going to allow SmackDown to have equal amount of picks. It was it was very weird because they just they played it off like nothing had changed and everything was normal. So, 
Um, it's weird. How do you guys feel about um, the NXT call-ups? I get, before we get into it, I get that people were disappointed with uh, guys like Mojo coming up and some of the women instead of like Bailey or Oscar. But, I mean, when we saw the, um, you know, what was it, the end of the beginning? What was that show branded? Take over the end of oh, yeah. the beginning, like where they flat out said, we're not even pretending to be developmental anymore. We're like a fully functional yeah. brand. Like if you draft all those people, you deplete that that brand. Yeah. So I get like why like uh, a Joe or a Tommy or a Nakamura didn't go and, and then a guy like Mojo went. And I get that. And I get why like Bailey still- That sets up for the hype bros. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> obviously Ryder needs some help from getting his ass kicked by Rusev and Sheamus like every week. So. Yeah, they're on the same roster. <clears throat> So that I mean that's clearly where they're going with that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, what do you? Feel I don't about know the if he, I mean if he was ready or not. But I mean, it, there he goes. And yeah. Um, as far as the people who did not get picked, it totally makes sense. Yep. Mojo is your champion. Right. Uh, you know, Shinsuke. They want to. They want to build a name. You know, they want to build NXT and have that kind of name. Um, Asuka, the same. She's she's the champion. Um, Bailey did kind of come into shock, but I get it. Uh, I could she, also see her being the mystery partner at Battleground. I think it's going to be Naomi. I think yeah. Bailey, Bailey is the face of NXT. I think even with Samoa Joe's champ, mm-hmm. I think Bailey has arguably may have surpassed Finn while he was still there, but definitely yeah. with Finn gone, I think Bailey is the face of NXT more than anyone. Yeah. So it makes sense why she was. Well, she's the heart and soul now right. of NXT, of course. And I get that people really. I know it sucks for her because I'm sure she wants to. She's friends with all the women that are already on the roster. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she wants to make more money. Yeah. I'm sure she wants more exposure. I'm sure she's cool. I'm sure NXT is fun. But I'm. And she's learning a lot of stuff backstage while she's doing that. So that'll sure. help out later in life as well. But she's a big part of like what makes NXT NXT, and so I can see a decision to make her stay down there. So yeah, you know, there's. She's one of the respected veterans up there now. Yeah. And then if you get tossed into into the main roster, you have a chance of you know becoming nothing. They or, also have a forgotten. chance of if she goes to like Raw and like Vince or Kevin Dunn get like their hands oh, all yeah. over her, they could totally not hey, un- no. wait. Ch- choosing other yeah, words. <laughs> I mean like uh, I meant that like metaphorically. Like, ah. um, <laughs> they may not get like what makes her gimmick work and try to make it something that it's not, or try to like sex it up or something. We're gonna or, have her hug people, you know, like make it. Damn it! You know, there's. It would not at all surprise me if they didn't like understand why she works the way she works and mm-hmm. uh, fuck it up real easily. Sure. Yeah. So and I know. I know. Maybe it would be different on SmackDown with uh, the ex. NXT writer there in Triple H, maybe that would be like a, a different thing to come into SmackDown, but I get why they didn't. Yeah. I do, uh, I am glad that Finn got drafted so high. I mean, he was fifth overall. So that was a nice, that was a nice little surprise. You know, everyone was expecting him uh, to, to get called up. So I'm glad that they did it so early in the night instead of having to make people wait and, and, like Tyler said, American Alpha got drafted. The crowd went absolutely nuts for that, which only shows me that these guys, you know, they're going to be huge stars uh, as long as they're treated right. And since they're going to be on SmackDown, I'm I'm 
pretty positive that's going going to be the case. Also, Spe- speaking okay. of fan, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say the club and the. That's what I was gonna yeah. Mention. Speaking yeah. of fan, uh, I guess AJ is on SmackDown and uh, Gallows and um, Anderson are on Raw. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. Obviously, with Finn being drafted to Raw as well, that leaves that open as a possibility. Yeah. Although, yeah, I think it'd be odd to bring him in as a heel. I feel like he has, sort of has to be a heel if he's going to team with the club. Because I feel like people want to cheer him, and he sort of came in as a high-profile pick, so he's sort of positioned as a babyface in a weird way, even though he hasn't debuted yet. So I could see them, like, just leaving that, like, not touching that for a little bit. Like, just not not necessarily, uh, just not acknowledging. interaction. Just, like, not acknowledging the, the, until, you know, they get there one day. But, uh, I don't know if they no, have that sort of patience or that sort of restraint. Knowing Raw, they would probably mention it. Yeah, I mean, he's well known over in Japan. Oh, he actually uh, teamed with uh, Luke Gallows and Garland. <laughs> he's got a history with them. He actually started the club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I am I actually kind of glad. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry, I, I am really glad that JBL got moved to SmackDown because three hours of that is enough. So now it's been bumped down to two. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the commentary shakeups. Yeah. Um, Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Byron Saxon are going to cover Raw. So Corey Graves is going to be the Hill commentator. Yeah, which he's great at. You know, he he, he does it on on uh, on NXT, and then uh, you got Ronaldo, JBL, and Otunga for SmackDown. It's like, hey, out of nowhere, we're going to put. O- I didn't. What was Otunga been doing? He's, he's doing been doing like stuff. Raw pre-shows and stuff yeah. like that. Panels and pre-shows. Otunga. Like yeah, the raw pre-show. Yeah, like Otunga and Graves and, and no what's his name? What's <laughs> I, uh? I guess I don't watch it. What's the guy with the that did the pre-show with the Otunga and Graves? It's not Tom Phillips. Who was, it was the other guy? It was the uh, older guy, right? It was Zack Ryder's buddy. Whenever he did the show, I can't, I can't recall his name right now. I, I see his like, face. I hear his voice. Starts with an S. Scott Stanford. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right. Something yeah, like that. Otunga's been on the pre-show. Yeah. And occasionally, if they need a spot for uh, like a panel, he's on that. Too. How is he? Or if you need a lawyer. I mean, I think he's a better talker than he is a wrestler, for sure. And I think like that was his strong point of his game. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I think the most interesting thing, Lawler's just off commentary altogether. Yeah. Uh, look, man, Lawler's a legend, but... Times are changing. I mean, he's just been really bad for a really long time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no getting around it. Like... It, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, a, can, it's a change for the better. He can stay at the heel persona, but it looks like he and uh, and Booker T are going to be doing the pre-shows with Renee and yeah, probably Lita as well. So, I mean, hey, you know, it is what it is. So, and then uh, Doug, you actually let us know before SmackDown about the fight uh, between Simon Gotch and, and Sin Cara. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> heard that Sin Cara won. I heard that he's won. Like, he's had he's been in, like four fights and he's won them all. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the last time he got in a fight? Sheamus. He supposedly beat Sheamus' ass and supposedly beat Gotcha's ass, too. Which is crazy. I mean, I'd, I'd buy it if he beat Sheamus' ass. I'd pretty much buy him be- beating uh, Gotcha's ass. Yeah. Sheamus is supposedly a bully, so it doesn't <laughs> surprise me. No, especially if he's one of uh, Triple H's guys. Are you not entertained? I've heard like numerous people like say he's a bully, so hmm. I don't know. You want to come at me, motherfucker? <laughs> I think... <laughs> Do you not see my haircut? <laughs> I don't know, man. I I wonder what it, what's even gonna happen to that guy now. Which one? No, they split up Lucha Dragons. Yeah, 
I don't know. Why? So where's Sin Cara going? Sin Cara's on Raw. Oh. Alisa is on SmackDown, which defeats the purpose of having a cruiserweight division without, you know, the top cruiserweight name on that particular show. It doesn't defeat show. the purpose. It just looks odd that you announce a cruiserweight and, and then quickly draft the most notable cruiserweight off your show. Yeah. yeah. Um. So what's the deal with Heath Slater? He's hurt or something? He's a free agent. Is he hurt? I don't know. Is, is he hurt? Because well, on he, WWE.com... He suffered an eye injury, or like well, he got nice. a bad cut at a live event and had to get stitches and stuff like that. I think that was mostly for comedic purposes. Oh, did you see that? Because I yeah. follow him on Snapchat and all that stuff, and like he comes out in the back and he goes, Stephanie, Shane, I think you forgot someone. <sighs> so I don't know. Yeah, well, after after the, the draft had finished on the network, the, the very last clip was uh, him sitting... In, in a room by himself, surrounded by chairs, and be like, "What is that? It? I mean, come on, you guys, you guys completely forgot about me." And then the lights turn out, and he's like, "Oh, you got to be kidding me!" And so he starts like throwing chairs around. Bo and Curtis, Bo and are Curtis, on the same show. Yeah, and so I think this is going to be something for comedic purposes. He's going to show up on Raw, try and get Stephanie or Mick's attention, and they're going to brush him off. He's going to go over to SmackDown, try and get Shane or Daniel Bryan's attention, and they're going to brush him off. So he's just going to be like a floater. You know, try and be like, someone just draft me. I want to. I want to compete. Someone just pick me up. Something like that. How do you guys feel about the um, the way that? Do you feel like it was weird or anticlimactic that no one came out after that? They just like showed a quick like video package. Yeah. Like nobody was there to be like, yes, I was drafted. Yeah. I mean, they came out with their entrance wearing the t-shirt and stuff right. like that, but there was no. None of the NXT people were in the building or. Yeah, it's really weird, huh? I did. I did like the the WWE videos that came later, where it showed sure. showed them there, and uh, you know, being given the T shirts and and all that, and Nia Jax getting emotional, and Carmella being surprised, and stuff like that. Um, I understand that they did like the second screen experience with like that, but mm-hmm. look, I don't. I can't. I don't do second screen experience. I, yeah. I my I'm watching your show. Let me watch your show. Span of, oh, not to mention, like, what do you guys think of that new, like, the way they did that commercial where they? Kept I didn't go not. ahead. I didn't like it. Really? No. I mean, I don't know because I know I'm weird, but I mean, it's cool to watch it. But then you hear the commercial, and I don't like hearing that commercial and all that stuff. And I, oh, I, I feel like I get distracted. Out. I guess I should just put it on mute. Yeah, I just tuned that out. I thought it was great. I thought that that's something that they've been needing to do for a long time because you come back from commercial, the match is two minutes long after that, and you're like, what the hell did I just watch? Like a minute going in, then they go to a four-minute commercial, then they come back for a two-minute ending. You know, I thought it was great. It was something that, you know, that's what they... I thought they were going to do that the whole SmackDown, though. Yeah, that's I kind of... I was thinking that as well. Like whenever they had the uh, the championship match and they went to commercial. I was like, "Oh, great. We're going to get to watch it." Nope, not this not this time around. So, uh I would have preferred to see it for the whole show. Like I get it if if there's not a match going on, don't do it. But if there is a match going on, yeah, show it. Show, well, I think it's a special thing. type of advertising. They may like pay a different rate to do it that way. Yeah. So, maybe they didn't have instantly a bunch of people sign up for that type of advertisement. Mm-hmm. Uh I liked it in theory, but to be honest, in practice, I'm with Tyler. I, it was more distracting than it was. Like I was like, "Oh, cool! Like I can just watch the match through the commercial. Like there's, it'll be great." But then, like I couldn't 
<laughs> couldn't not, stay focused. I couldn't not hear the You were listening to Domino's and they're great deals. Yeah, it was just like overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, I should put on mute. It was like way too distra- I don't Even with it muted, I think they like, just because it's so much smaller than the advertisement, I couldn't focus on it. I have uh, bad attention span though. Uh, like, I'm like one of those people who's like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to like. <laughs> I'm trying to focus. Yeah. Shut up. No. Uh, any uh, any surprises for the draft that you guys thought? It was like, wow, I kind of, I mean, with the exception of like Kalisto going to SmackDown. Uh, no major surprises. My my biggest takeaway of all is just that they spent the past like month selling us a bill of goods about how SmackDown was going to be the cutting edge like show and the, they did the exact opposite. Anything mm-hmm. that was cutting edge went to Raw because it's the flagship. Yeah. And SmackDown was completely treated like the little brother and like it always has been and it's not they have no plans of changing it. It's very clear. Uh, it was a surprise for that they didn't split up Owens and Zayn for me. Yeah. I mean you've got Owens and Zayn and they're talking about, oh, fresh opportunities and fresh new takes when you you know, you draft Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. It's like, oh, that's something that's fresh and original that we haven't seen 37 times before already. Let's it's just like they drafted guys to, and then I know the Cesaro like promo like was sort of a big deal because he was yeah. pretty brutally honest about like how he felt about where he was drafted. But that like stuff like that is a big takeaway for me. Is like SmackDown is a great fit for Cesaro because mm-hmm. they don't. Vince doesn't see him as a top guy. Well, then, you know, let him be like the work rate guy on SmackDown and get over just on his work then. Like, that is a perfect fit for him. Yeah. Why the fuck is Cesaro not on SmackDown? If you're not going to push this guy as a, you know, are you just despiting him? I mean, like, what the fuck? So, I feel like Raw's just going to be Raw. Yeah. Like, regular Raw. Except for, hey, we could see Finn Balor. And SmackDown is going to be Raw light. Raw lights, and yeah. Hey, we get to see American Alpha, but yeah. Uh, I was I was surprised that Lesnar got drafted at all. I thought he would be like uh, in the not under- a mention. special attraction like thought, the Undertaker, right? I thought he'd be in the Undertaker role, like he, that'd be like drafting the Rock or something, right? Well, slightly, slightly <laughs> less than drafting the Rock, but we draft Triple H. What? No way. Um, speaking of Brock Lesnar, what were you guys' thoughts whenever the uh, announcement was made that he failed the wellness? thing for the UFC. Look, I'm a Brock Lesnar fan, but I'm not surprised at this point in in my life and at this point in my fandom, it would not surprise me if you fucking tell me anybody was on anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean there are very few people that was surprised that was like Dina Bryan would surprise me, but yeah. there there are very few people besides a guy like uh, Dina Bryan that would surprise me. Like if you told me I mean, there are people I probably like am convinced that are on that get passes, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, like, Smojo, that's surprising. Uh, he clearly Smojo is doesn't have the body type where he's on that type. Maybe he's on some recreational drugs, but uh, <laughs> or maybe he's on like uh, look. This is all me just like speculating. Saying, spe- yeah, I'm not even accusing him of anything. I'm just saying like if Joe is on something, it's clearly not a PED. It's more like a a painkiller thing or like a recreational thing. Not that he's even doing that. I'm just saying clearly he doesn't have the body type of a guy who's on steroids. Clearly, but um, it doesn't surprise me at all that Lesnar was on. Even though I like him as a as a fan, I think he's uh, been mostly good when he's been on the past few years. Uh, but my biggest takeaway is that it it either proves beyond the shadow of a doubt that the WWE wellness policy is the biggest fucking sham, <laughs> or or it proves 
then it's a shame in a different way. Like I was saying when Roman got popped, I was saying they control who either proves that only the people they want to get tested gets tested or it proves that it's all fucking sham, like no matter who. Mm. And uh, either way, that's like uh, makes a joke of their wellness policy or a, a joke of they can come out and say, well, he failed y'all's wellness policy, but not ours. So we're going to let him compete. But he's still under contract. Yeah. Though yeah. he's technically with the WWE. So he still failed. He failed their test. Not the WWE's test. The WWE even test them. Probably not, is what I'm saying. Like that whenever I was saying, like, yeah, you guys are giving Roman a hard time, but I guarantee you the other people on the roster are doing some shit that they're not getting popped for. So prove my fucking point a couple of weeks later. So what's the uh so he's gonna get in trouble with UFC. Well, the speculation, the, okay, the investigation is still a, going. He's notified of two possible as is, is the wording yeah. right now. So it's not Which, for sure. Uh, they that is. It's not fully confirmed, but people are speculating that it was something that was that was in his inhaler because he has like asthma or something. That's he has not some. What I heard. Oh, really? <laughs> What'd you hear? Uh, I heard it was. Uh, uh, like an estrogen blocker, which is something mm-hmm. for people like coming off, cycling off of some sort of, uh, I don't know if it's steroids explicitly, but it's something that does the same thing. If not steroids, only it does steroid like things. Um, is that, I read, a, <laughs> I read an article that, you know, Mark Hunt that he was saying that, uh, he goes, is that's BS. He goes, this is the third time I fought a cheater or <laughs> something like that. And he goes, I, I want, I want Lesnar. I want half of Lesnar's purse. Hmm. I, I mean, wouldn't blame him. Yeah, I know. Guy, if fuck, he can yeah. get even twenty percent, I'd you know. Yeah, I mean, more power to him. Lesnar may bank for that voice. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but man, it's clearly a sham. Like, I mean, not that no one thought it. Not that we didn't already think it was a sham, but it's like, uh, it's like proof that it's a sham. And it's it gonna is. make all the UFC fans. Who are WWE haters? Just be like, yep, it's that roids, you know, all those roid well, heads down there. Well, I would say that if like guys like <laughs> John Jones were getting popped for the same fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard for the look, night before the fight. Look, I like nights. I like MMA too, yeah. but you can't just say, oh, it's a stupid wrestler guy on the steroids when all the fucking MMA guys are getting popped <laughs> for the same shit. So you can't throw that kind of shade at wrestling. Yep. So you, you did mention uh, so, Roman Reigns. He'll be back in time for uh, for Battleground this Sunday. Uh, it's a, his suspension is officially up right now. So. Yeah. So what do you think? Um, what did you think of his reaction or the fans' reaction to him getting drafted? And then uh, where do you think they go with him moving forward? Hmm. Uh, what do you mean the fans' reaction to him getting drafted? Like well, the fact just, that he was used on TV and. Even a, like yeah, that capacity. He was he was shown on his his picture was shown on TV. The fans booed profusely, and then you know they're they're essentially wanting to make him the top baby face, which is the reason. Which more than likely is the reason John Cena was moved over to SmackDown. You know they want Smack they want SmackDown to have a notable name like John Cena, sure. and they want to make the new name being uh, uh, Roman Reigns. You know you've got John Cena and Randy Orton, the the guys who are on the tail end of their careers on SmackDown to bring in those viewers. And then you've got the new faces, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, your heel face dynamic. Um, but, I mean, with with the crowd reaction booing so heavily... They booed Lesnar right after, too, though. Yeah. Um, That's because of the drug test shit. Though. Sure. But in this case, it's just, you know, he just happened to be the wrong guy at the wrong, at the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, 
you know the the fans have rejected him time and time again. Uh, he no no matter how much he's fought back to to try and uh, gain back the crowd, which we've given him multiple times where we said, dude, this guy has improved. He's you know done all that. Do you think they'll continue pushing him as a face, or do you think they should just say, you know what, the fans want to want to boo him? Let's give him a reason to boo him. We'll make him. We'll come, have him come back as a heel. I think he should come back as a heel. Absolutely. But I don't know that I'm convinced. He's still going to be a tweener, I feel like. I'm not convinced that he's for sure coming back as a heel. I think it's the right move, but I don't know that they're going to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's clear, like, um, uh, do you guys think we're getting a second world title, or do you think it's going to be like a float here, like between the two? Because clearly the top SmackDown program is going to remain Cena and AJ. And the mm-hmm. the raw like title program or main event program is gonna be the shield guys, obviously. Yeah. Um Well, I guess Ambrose is gonna be on SmackDown. So that yeah. mean but I mean you know what I mean like it'll be guy number three. Yeah, it'll be like <laughs> what I mean is it'll be Rollins and Reigns on yeah. it's gonna be the Raw program and AJ and uh Cena will be the SmackDown program. Right. But do you think we're getting another title or do you think they're gonna float it? I wouldn't be surprised and this will go a little this will you know, be hypothetical to our to our battleground predictions. I think if Ambrose walks away with the championship, Stephanie will come out and say, "Oh, you know what? No, Seth, you deserve to be champion. So we're going to have our own championship. We don't even care about that one. Something like that." So, so you I think g- they'll anoint a champion, or you just think they'll bring a new one on? Uh, I hope they don't anoint one. That's always that always comes off so lame. They'll probably set up the the next pay per view. They'll probably have SummerSlam be like. Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins for the championship, for right. for the for the Raw heavyweight championship or something like that. Gotcha. That's that's what I think they they'll end up doing, and that's if Ambrose ends up walking away with the with the championship. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. How do you guys feel about Ambrose's reign so far? I think he's clearly just a transitional champion. I don't think they yeah. put any effort or any stock into making him. Anything more? Uh, I appreciate the way they tweaked the character a little bit the past couple of weeks. Giving a little more serious tone. Right, but still, I don't think... Just because they they like let him be more serious, I don't still think they've given him like an extra push or anything. He mm-hmm. To me, he feels like a transitional champ. I think he's just a placeholder. Maybe right? have him, maybe have Ambrose go up against uh, AJ Styles at SummerSlam for the title. I think we're getting into Pickham's territory with that yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> but, I mean, AJ's clearly going to be like one of the marquee guys of SmackDown. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I guess it depends on if you think Ambrose is walking out with the belt or not. Yeah, we'll we'll see uh, as we get into that a little bit later. Uh, I was I was happily surprised that Enzo and Cass were drafted together. I mean, as popular as they are, we know – Based on the time that um, that Enzo was out with his concussion, they made it seem like they're wanting to build Cass as a as a singles competitor, and they still will one day. But yeah, uh, but I, but for the time being, I am really glad that they decided to to keep them together. the The promo that uh, Enzo did what was this was it SmackDown where he said the the stuff about or no it was it was on Raw where he was delivering the promo saying hey thanks gallows for your sacrifice because without without ugly there'd be no beauty so thank you for that and i mean that that was really good stuff i was cracking up i think they 
I guess that would be that would qualify as a surprise coming out of the draft that they showed uh, uh, restraint unlike themselves and not breaking up the New Day or Enzo and Cass. Yeah. It seems like anytime they've got a hot act, they want to like fuck it up somehow and like, well, we'll just pick this one guy out and he'll be a singles guy and just let them fucking run the course of being like over axes tags and stables and then fucking when it runs its course then you can make them singles guys yeah the only teams that were really split up were the wyatt family and the social outcast i mean the and usos, those are more like stables too so yeah the usos stayed together um brizongo stayed together the golden truth stayed together you know so it's pretty uh pretty good to see i don't know are we in like unanimous agreement that smackdown sort of got fucked and that yeah. It definitely feels like they've anything they said about SmackDown they actually did to Raw and then Yeah. And yep. they and they'll use the the well we have three hours to fill, you only have two, you know, excuse, but yeah, i I feel like the cruiserweight should have been a staple for SmackDown and uh that would I get Cena and Orton. Like I said that I only bring up Cena and Orton in the sense that they talked all this shit about how it's going to be like new new guys getting new chances, and then they drafted the two biggest stars for the past ten fucking years, yeah. Or at least the biggest star and the other guy they tried to tell you was the big star. And then uh, I get that they're there to make new people; they should be, but mm-hmm. you know, it still f- goes against the feeling that they've tried to portray about SmackDown being the hot new thing or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, at least they wait a little bit for dra- uh, to, for John Cena to be drafted. I mean, he went number seven, which is still. High up there, uh, Randy Orton was nine. So, I mean, I don't know. I can't get behind the 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 way that the draft picks were seeded too is insane to me. There are people who were going like, like if you took it seriously, there are people who like went like way <laughs> later than they should have, and people who went way before yeah. they should have. I was almost certain that Sasha Banks was going to be going over to SmackDown. I don't know why. I think it was because she always credits Eddie Guerrero as being one of her idols that she always looked up to, and so. Since Eddie was such a staple on SmackDown, I figured that they would have done the the same thing and, and kept her there. Yeah. But whatever. I don't know. Um I don't know. What do you you guys wanna to dive into our uh predictions? Yeah, see guys, I feel like we did a really good job of just organically talking about yeah. Raw and SmackDown without getting too like formatted or whatever. I think we did a good job. Mix it up. We didn't hold your hand and go like segment by segment. I think yeah, it was uh hand. I think it was good. Will you hold my hand? I mean, anything jumps out from Raw or SmackDown that you guys want to talk about before we go into Pick'ems? I do just want to say that um, Mar- I don't know if it was Raw or SmackDown, but Morrow had the Evo reference with Long Island Joe. Like, I don't know if he, I don't know if he's like a fighting game community guy. He doesn't strike me as such, although he does call a lot of like actual combat sports. So it's not that weird if he was, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I don't know if he knows that Long Island Joe didn't actually win Evo and he just saw that video of him and his dad like go viral <laughs> and he was like, because he said something like, uh, he said someone, I can't remember who he was talking about, but he, had, he said someone had uh, more game than uh, Long Island Joe or something like that, which uh, was cool and weird and uh, I don't know. I don't know if he knows like Infiltration actually won or if he just saw the video. It's just so, so if you like Street Fighter fuckers, like then if you're a fighting game dude and you happen to listen to our podcast, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, maybe no one else does, but uh, I didn't know if it was like one of those like things that he saw that he like worked in as like oh this is a quirky uh, pop culture reference that I'm gonna work in and uh, or not. But uh, you know 
whatever. That's all I was going to say. Sorry. What about you guys? Nice. Uh, one of the things that stuck out to me was the ending for Raw, the match between uh, Ambrose and Rollins, how it ended in a draw. They announced the champion. Then they showed what happened on the network with no prior discussion of it happening. Be like, guys, I'm sorry, we're out of time. Go to the network, see how this ends. Right. Like, nothing. It just fades to black. Whatever show comes on afterwards, it popped up. And if people, you didn't watch that, if you didn't go to the network, down, Dean just comes out with the belt like it, it like, like nothing, nothing happened. Yeah. yeah, it was strange. It was. It was I, didn't, I didn't like that. One of the things I did like was uh, Kevin Owens came out for SmackDown because he was going to go up against Kane. Um, I, I, for some reason or another, I'm loving the the Zayn and Owens feud. It's it's very throwback to the feuds of yesteryear, where you know the guys are just wanting to beat the hell out of each other. doesn't matter when or where it's happening. It's going to happen. So I really like the fact that Owens came out and Sami Zayn came out to a, just to attack him. He's like, no, I'm not even letting you have this match. I just want a piece of you before Battleground. I fucking hated that Kane chokes him about that. Yeah, that was stupid. To me, that was like, what the fuck? Like, why like trying to act like these guys are big deals and then just like fucking it, bury them both? Yeah, you buried both of them and then they immediately got drafted after that. Right. So it's like... Oh, it's well, shouldn't we go for Kane instead of these right, two guys right? who just got taken it's out? It's just because Kane was in the ring. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys. I was half expecting them to do like a mock uh, draft where Demon Kane was on SmackDown, but Corporate Kane shows up on Raw. Like very Joseph Park, I guess. Yeah. Something like that. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see. But uh, it's time to go into... K-Fab, uh, K-Fab. What's that? Um, it's time to go into Battleground, of course, because we've got to hear those picks. We, we got to hear those picks. Oh fuck! We've got, got to hear those picks. I was gonna, I was gonna just really quickly. I we already did the little song and everything, but fuck. just really quickly, I was just gonna say, did you guys see the the Cruiserweight uh, Classic over the week? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I put that in uh, the. Hot topics and all that oh, okay. for us to for d- well, discuss a little bit later. Okay. All right, well, I'm fucking it up. Well, it's all good. All good. We'll go into the picks. We got this. Don't worry. Um, so, yeah. So, Battleground are going to be taking place this Sunday, of course. The WWE Network. The low, low price of nine ninety nine. Did you hear there might be a change in the price on that? It, well, I know that's popped up every couple of months. $15.99. Oh, God, me. I hope not. Uh, I think like twelve ninety nine or something like that. Which, Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, we're going lower five ninety nine. Hey, I'll take it. So I mean, uh, that's the. I mean, I understand that times are tough and that's a big deal to some people. But now I'm not trying to be like not giving a fuck. But that's just not a big deal to me. Like I'll pay the extra yeah. three bucks and it's not a big deal. I have no problem with that. You know, if if they're going to be pumping out pay per views and stuff like that, and you got NXT and their specials and stuff like that. You know, There's a lot of shit to watch on the network. You got the classic, like you said, in yeah. every week. Mm-hmm. Probably going to be getting two fucking pay per views a month, and then yeah, yeah. Legends House, <laughs> Legends House, yeah, Archives right. of Legends House. <laughs> 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 and I guess if you want to watch old episodes of Raw or Nitro, you can. Reese, don't you? It's all, it's all there. So you know the the price of a pay per view, fifty five bucks or whatever. They do the spiel. You know the shtick. So um, you're really stupid if shtick. you're not ordering the. Yeah, you you, you know. I, I understand if you can't because you live in an area that doesn't have um, uh, high-speed internet. But if you No, I'm doing them making fun of people who don't oh, have it. They're yeah. like, you're a dumbass if you don't have the network. It's simple math, damn it. So, 
So uh, why would you be so stupid and not have the network? I get it. I mean, like Daniel said, I get it's just not a possibility for some people. So. Yeah. So, but Battleground is taking place. They have yet to announce a kickoff match, which kind of concerns me because I feel like they're going to just toss one of the matches in there all willy-nilly. So, um, I guess we'll kick things off with... uh, Kick it off. Kick it, yeah. We'll kick things off with um, uh, the Diva... Oh, God, i got to get out of that. Uh, The women's tag match uh, between Sasha Banks, a mystery partner, going up against Charlotte and Dana Brooke. So, um, first thing we'll talk about, who do you you think is going to be the mystery partner, and then who do you think is going to win? Naomi? Huh? Naomi, I think, is a mystery partner. Yeah. And I think that Sasha and Naomi win. Hmm. That sounds legit because I don't think it would be Bailey, and they wouldn't do Alicia Fox. They wouldn't do. Um, the only shocker would be Nikki, and I, she just got that MRI or whatever was already all all on the news today or whatever. The oh, news, really? I say the news like it's on your fucking lo- local <laughs> news, but I mean on the internet. Turn it to C-SPAN. They're covering it right now. So, uh, so you're picking Naomi. Because she kept talking about, oh, I got this, I got this. But do do you think that they would bring back, like, Team Bad for that? I think you guys have higher... I mean, didn't we just get proven not to have high expectations yeah. for this type of stuff by the, the draft? I think it's going to be like a... Uh, you think it's going to be something awesome, and it's going to be <laughs> underwhelming. As much, <laughs> as much as I would absolutely love for them to bring up Bailey, I think that'd be a good a good spot to bring her up in, you know, have... You know, well, we know their history. They're they're enemies, but they're also friends and all that. Um, Frenemies. Yeah, you can't expect them to come through on on something as simple like that. So as much as I would love to see it, and I won't be upset if they do go with that decision, uh, I would I wouldn't be too shocked if they went with like uh, uh, Nia Jax. Hey, you know that's a very good point. I can see it being any, not any, but I wouldn't surprise me if it was Alexa Bliss or Nia Jax. Yeah, to be honest, or even Carmella. See, I think Carmella is just going to get slotted right back with Enzo and Cass. So. No, because well, because uh, Enzo and Cass are on Raw. She got drafted to SmackDown. Oh, that's right. A good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, hmm, yeah. So, um, I'm going to say Naomi just because I think they would actually do Naomi. Like she's amazing. She's a she's a she's amazing. I'm ready for her move to come back. But it wouldn't uh, surprise. <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me at all if it was like Nia Jax. So. Okay. What's her What's her move? The The rear view. Yeah. Yes. Or the the right version. You, you know what the the, the proper this is in the Attitude Era. You know that. You know it's the proper term for her move. Ass to mouth. That's what I call it. She hit the ass to mouth. Mm-hmm. Never go ass to mouth. I, I don't have never. Another, I don't have another person to pick. I mean that kind of makes sense. Now. And the other people doesn't like they don't. It's Eva a team bad reunion. Oh no, it's Eva Marie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They'll boo her out of the building. Wait, so you're going Nia Jax to you? No, I'm going to go with Naomi. Oh, okay. She's amazing. Well, we get picks as long as Sasha's team wins. Then. Right. Okay. It's it's who do you think is going to win, right. not necessarily who do you think is going to be the mystery partner. But so- I just wanted to get you guys' sure. thoughts on it. Uh, I feel like Sasha Banks and mystery partner will end up getting the victory. Got to set up a new contender. Yeah. So... It's Sasha Banks' team. Sasha. Unanimous. All yes. right. Good stuff. Uh, so, Tyler, we'll let you pick the uh, the next matchup. There's, uh, I'm surprised there, there are two six-man tag matches on this uh, on this card. I'm not. Everything on this card feels like we're treading water until after the yeah. draft. <laughs> Let's just get to the next week. 
Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. This one's going to be a war. Prepare the battlefield for massacre. I just have a feeling they're just going to keep on going with this feud. Keep on, keep on, on. Gotta keep on, keep on. Um, This was built on, like, them blowing it off, though. This is built on being, like, the final encounter. Yeah. You you would think it would be with... And then, you know, smart booking would tell you, okay, they're going to have a blow-off match, and then they're going to go their separate ways. And then, you know, years down the road, we'll reignite it or something, and there'll be a special attraction. Nope. Nope. Let's have them feud, and then keep the feud by drafting them onto the same show. Uh, Logic. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. Doug? Kevin Owens. Ooh. And I'll tell you why. Logic would dictate... The, the baby face, the underground, uh, the underground. I'm doing the, the underdog uh, from the underground. The underground from the underdog. The underdog baby face should win the blow off because we. That's the how dog ground from the under under. But this this feud has been recycled from <laughs> what they did in the Ring of Honor, and it was built like Generico should have won, but like Steen was the guy, and I just have a feeling. They're gonna do like the the, the steam is gonna win the blow. You think history is gonna repeat itself? I think it. I mean, they sort of. I guess when they did the summer of punk thing, like after like the real summer of punk, it was not a apples for apples the same thing, but like in theme, it was the same thing. So I'm gonna say that Steen and uh, I'm gonna say that uh, Sammy and Kevin like pitched this themselves. And I'm gonna say Kevin Owens is gonna win. <sighs> And they will be. They will come back to this down the line. But I hope it's. I think it's it. I hope that it's it for now, and they revisit it later. But uh, I think Kevin wins. I'm gonna trust you on this one. I'm gonna trust history. I'm gonna say Kevin Owens wins. Okay. So it, Sam, I know Tyler Sam, regained the lead. Sammy so should. Moves got to be made. Sammy should win, like in theory. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> All right. I'm gonna go Kevin Owens. Final. Final pick. So you're you saying mean Sammy. Kevin Owen. <laughs> All right, Doug. Uh, what's the uh, next matchup we're going to talk about? Wait, or was that the second one, the, the Steen one? Don't do that to me. Because <laughs> it was, it was like, it was, it was mask. It was mask versus. Damn it! It was mask versus. Uh, how did that play out? Because because it was two back to back final battles. Like one year it was like final battle was like mask versus career or mask versus contract and ROH. How did that play out? I forget. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, I forgot. I don't know how it happened. Well, I'm guessing Generico didn't lose his mask. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but they played it off weird. Like yeah, it's, Generico it's, didn't it's a little lose bit his more mask. complex than that. He lost his mask, and he pulled off, and he had another mask underneath. I wonder what uh, he looks like underneath. <laughs> Nobody uh, knows. I'm sticking with Kevin St- I'm, I'm sticking with Kevin <laughs> Owens. Kevin Owens. <laughs> I'm sticking with Kevin Steen. <laughs> fight, Steen, fight. I'm Hopefully really not trying just... to sound all douchey. I just kind of <laughs> Why do you have to do that to me? All right, so uh, so Doug, pick the next match we're going to talk about. We've got the New Day versus the Wyatts. We got the U.S. Championship Intercontinental. Uh, we got the the ladies Becky Lynch and Natalia Enzo and Cass with the Cena go, going up against the Club. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Becky versus Natalia. All right, how are you feeling about this one? I'm going to go with Becky. Yeah. Hmm. You think she's finally going to get her? And Natalia's going to get her comeuppance. I think Becky's being built as like the top women's star of the SmackDown brand, or like that's how yeah. it came across to me as when like y'all how, got Charlotte, we've got Becky. That's how it came to me, like as her being the number one drafted uh, woman on the brand. So. Which in WWE logic means 
hey, you want to learn how to book a top a top star? Have them lose. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I'm still going with Becky. All right. Yeah, I'm going with Becky. Uh, put, bleh, Natalia will put Becky over. Yeah. I think Becky's going to get the win as well. Natalia's um, heel attacks will get justified. Heel attack. Yeah, we get justice. Uh, let's talk about chicks, man. Chicks, man. Uh, Miz versus Darren Young for the Intercontinental Title. Um, this is a uh, SmackDown being Miz and Raw being uh, Darren Young. Uh, Darren Young's kind of on a roll lately. Although, is he really? Because his last couple no. of matches, his wins, while he does get the win, aren't too convincing. I mean, on Raw, he won uh, with the Miz distracting Del Rio. And uh, although he did get a win on uh, SmackDown with the chicken wing. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I think Darren was a placeholder feud just to get through the uh, pay-per-view and the draft. And I think that Miz is going to retain. Okay. How about you, Tyler? Yeah, I just feel so bad, man. They're well, I mean, okay, they're not really building them up. They just showed like video packages like weeks and weeks and they've been hyping him for so long uh, hyping okay that's the word then he just he's undefeated so far since he redebuted kill me that it's gonna <laughs> this is gonna kill him yeah know. or could it be a chance to make a new star i don't think i mean i could be wrong it's like oh guess what darren young gets the title then zach Ryder gets the title yeah i mean i mean at the moment Raw has three championships. SmackDown has two. So why not just have one of them flip or something like that? Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting because we talk time and time again about how if they start bringing up the numbers of how long their reign has been, sometimes it in, makes it come up a little shorter, their, their reign. Uh, and Miz has been doing the welcome to day 92, welcome to day 99, or however many days of the Miz's world tour as Intercontinental Champion. Uh, I mean, he's on a roll. Darren Young is starting to pick up steam. He's got the momentum going. So, I don't, I don't know. It's a tough call. What about you, Doug? I already said Miz. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I said I think it was just a placeholder for you to get through the That's draft right. and the pay-per-view. Completely blanked out. So, uh Tyler, what do you think? Someone just knock on that window. Probably Jazzy. I was like scratching my ass, like <laughs> with like uh, with it like towards the window, and I heard like a. And I was like, "What?" Hey, check it out. Um, check out his booty, Miss, Miss. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Miss as well. I think Maurice is gonna get herself involved in the matchup, and it's gonna cost uh, Darren dearly. Well, Bob, Bob Backlund's gonna neutralize that threat. But he's not going to do anything to a lady. No, he's just. But he's, he's gonna, a gentleman. Of course not. But he's going to just talk her out of it. Hey, young lady, he's gonna yell her you step it. down from that apron before you get hurt. So, uh, did you did you guys see the video of Bob Backlund like holding himself up on the uh, escalator? I think so. Did you see that, Tyler? No. It's like you know, whenever you put your arms on both sides of the escalator and you lift yourself up. It's like core strength shit. Yeah, it's like he did that and had his legs out, like he was holding himself while the escalator went down. He did it like the entire length of the escalator. It was nuts. Like, just like, this. like that. Check me out. Yeah. So dude's, uh, dude's still uh, in very good shape. He's always been like one of those obsessive like fitness guys. Mm-hmm. So 
Let's talk about the United States Championship. We go from IC to, uh, to US. Rusev going up against Zack Ryder. Tyler, what do you think about this match? Rusev, I, I mean, if, just because I don't feel like if if the Miz and... Okay, it, whatever plays out first mm-hmm. in the pay-per-view, and if one stays the same, I don't think they're going to have two championships. Unless it's like, okay... Raw gets the cruiserweights, right? Oh, yeah. guess what? The U.S. is now on SmackDown, so it's Intercontinental. That'd be weird, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think it's going to change. So you're you're sticking with Rusev? Yep. All right, Doug? Hey, all that shit I just said about Miz and uh, Darren, Darren Young about how just being a placeholder for you to get to the pay-per-view in the draft, <laughs> same shit here. I think Rusev's going to retain. Change the names to protect the innocent? All right, so don't Rusev. even protect him. I don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Rusev as well. I think they're they're starting to put a little more focus on him, um, which is good. He's been needing it. Zack Ryder, his time will come. Maybe he'll, you know, like we mentioned earlier, his time will come. Yeah, yeah. But here he hears that a lot. Yes, and I'm sure with the addition of uh, Mojo Raleigh, we'll see a a tag team reform there they'll get their time i bet that's yeah. what he wants instead of this i bet he's way into that hype bros tag team instead of this ti- uh, single title win oh um, ab- absolutely because he just wants to be hyped he's bro a team, he's a team player like that yeah i don't get he just hyped. wants to get over i stay hyped and i can't calm down because i have a condition <laughs> so let's talk about the new day going up against the wyatt family um titles it is not okay. it's just a six man i thought it was for the title no it's a six-man tag match the titles are not on the line xavier woods is tripping balls lately i don't know what do you guys think i might go with the wise just because of it's non-title and xavier's been acting weird so i can see shenanigans with that really easily mm-hmm. uh maybe they use that to i mean maybe the story is he overcomes his fear and kicks ass and gets the win for his team maybe that's the story but uh I don't know. That's what it seems like a weird, unnecessary story to tell. And Braun takes the pin, and that's what causes Bray to like flip out and be like, "Good, I'm glad you're going to Raw." Yeah, I mean, see, it's weird because the Wyatts are kind of breaking up, so it's like it would be weird for them to win and then break up. Yeah. Breaking up is hard to do, but I don't know why it would be non-title. You know, no, fuck it. I'm gonna go with New Day. New Day. I talk about something New Day. New day. Oh? Mm-hmm. Like, no clothes on? <laughs> Penis and vagina? <laughs> Penis and vagina. <laughs> I'm going to go with the new day as well. Um, you know, I think the uh, the whole overcoming your fears, let's teach a lesson to the kids. And, and then, uh, you know, Bray and Eric will say farewell to, to Braun. And be like, hey, you take care of them on the other side. I don't side. think Braun's eating the pinfall, though. No. Nah. But um, it's gonna have to be ruined. Or maybe, yep. or maybe Braun says, "Screw this! I'm out of here. I'm tired of working with you guys. I'm glad I got drafted or wrong." They're all like, "All right, whatever." Maybe like Rowan eats the pinfall and Braun like freaks out on them or something. Yeah, we'll have to see. But um, talk about the next matchup: John Cena, Enzo, and Cass going up against the Club. Tyler, what do you think? I don't know, man. Uh... It's like uh. Who's eating this pinfall? Is Enzo eating this pinfall, or is Anderson eating this pinfall? Yeah. 
We're like, huh, who's eating this pinfall? Well, mm. you wouldn't say Gallows wouldn't eat it. I either. think Anderson's the guy who takes the pins. Yeah. What did uh what did he it say would, about thank you for being ugly? That was Gallows. No, it wouldn't shock me if Gallows ate the pin, but there's no way that fucking Cena or Big Cass are eating pinfalls. Okay. If they lose, Enzo's taking that. Yeah, Does AJ's it, not taking the pin. Doesn't Gallows look weird? Like, he looks like he when he walks, he looks weird, and plus he looks like he's like super tan, but except for like the top of his Sun-tan, head. Well, I'm Sun-tan telling you, I, th- I think he went... I think Suntan he w- biker man, come on. Go ahead, <laughs> well, I was gonna say I think he went like fishing or something, and he had a hat on and sunglasses. That was like it was because all his nose. Well, yeah, blow his nose because it stopped there to cover his eyes. Like, uh, like maybe he had cover a all his head. Maybe he was running that? around on the well, chopper. I ain't all talking about no no other man's weird tan lines because I got plenty of mine from working out. <laughs> I have a farmer's tan. I've got worse than farmer's tan. I've had uh, weirder tan lines in the recent years. So I'm not going to talk about no other man's weird tan lines. Because I've got plenty of my own. And I don't want to be judged for my own weird tan lines. So I'm not going to judge him for his weird tan lines. Tan for tan. I don't know who I'm going to pick. Daniel. Uh, you know what? They made a story out of uh, Cena, Enzo, and, and Cass not you know, connecting well. Not having that great chemistry of... You know the timing as, as the club does. All you're doing is saying one-liners. Oh yeah, and they're gonna beat up John Cena. That's, um, that's what he does. That's Enzo. Yeah, um, I feel like Cena, Enzo, and Cass are gonna end up getting the victory, just to make the crowd happy. S- let the club lose because they're about to split. Yeah. Well, I mean, both teams are splitting. Cena is going oh, yeah, to SmackDown. Enzo that's and Cass true. are going. Cena and Enzo and Cass aren't really a team. Yeah, they're not yeah. a team. But the club's a team. Das Club. Um, yeah, so I'm picking Cena and and friends. Still don't know, man. Chicks, man. I could really see Enzo taking this fall for some reason. Yeah. But, I mean, he just took the pin uh, on Monday Night Raw. That's true. Which, which is part of the reason he's a viable candidate. Uh... You know what? I don't know between uh, this match and the previous match. I'm really uncertain, so I'm going to go double down on the baby faces, hoping I get at least one of them right. Double down. I'm going to take Cena and Enzo. This is strategic, making sure I get <laughs> points for one of these. It's like it's like doing an old high school test, and you got to pick C every once in a while, and you're like, yeah, yeah, it's got to be C. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'll take Cena. Cena. You can't see G. Fuck it. I'll go with the club. Okay. There you go. Uh, final matchup. Wait, who did you have? Do you have a Wyatt's or New Day? Oh, I didn't pick, did I? He picked the Nude Day. Yeah, Nude okay. Day. That's what I picked. Yeah. I he remember wants naked that. people. I remember that. He wants to watch naked people run around in the ring. Yeah. So, Ask them out. <laughs> so <laughs> that takes us into the championship match. Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns coming back from... Uh, his suspension. Triple threat match for the title. Tyler, we'll kick things off with you. I really feel like Ambrose is not going to leave with the title. Really? Yeah. So who does? Jigs, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins? Yes. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm going Rollins, too. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think... I think it would be... Sending the wrong message to have Roman come back and win, and I don't think Ambrose is walking out with it. 
And we don't need fisting. I mean, I I think they think uh, Roman's the wrong guy to win, like message wise after coming <laughs> back. Although they did keep he's him going on. to redeem himself. Although I think Roman's the right call. Like Roman's the guy who I would book to win. I just think they're going to put on Rollins. If, mm. if Roman's getting the title, how about Brock Lesnar get the title? I'll probably be wrong on this one, but I'm going to go with Ambrose. I just I I don't know why. I just feel like they're going to have him hold on to it. Just a little bit longer, at least until SummerSlam. Um, so we'll have to see. But I got to say, those were some great picks. Those, those were some, some great picks. picks. Those, those were some great picks. picks. So there you go. Uh, let's talk about some hot topics. Um, Cruiserweight Classic, like we alluded to uh, earlier in the in the evening. Um, yeah, I saw I saw the first episode. I know this, the second episode is probably available now since we're doing this tonight. On <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, same with NXT. So... Uh, I don't know. What what did you guys feel about the presentation? What did you guys feel about the matches so far? I didn't see it. I, I like the presentation. Um, yeah. I thought uh, Brian was like, uh, and Mario both were actually like really excited about everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian was accusing like everyone of having jet lag for some reason. <laughs> did you catch all that? They like, traveled so far to get like, here. Multiple guys. He was like, distance travel is going to play a factor in this match. <laughs> Uh, uh, was it was it just me or did you feel like Dana Bryan seemed a little bit nervous about doing the he commentary? Did, he did. Yeah, because he seemed like he was like trying to find his his his, his place to say something, and uh, it's not easy to do. It's no, like, it uh, is definitely a challenge. It's not the same thing as cutting a promo. It's like a different art, you know. So yeah. just, he is a guy who's gotten a lot more comfortable being a promo. It's the bear hug. And but those don't necessarily translate to a, like uh, commentating skills. So mm-hmm. he's definitely not like a uh, like a really polished play by play guy. But or he's not. He's, he's not, a great insight guy because he a knows play, a lot of the talent. He's not a play by play guy anyway. He's a, he's a yeah. color guy. Mara's play by play, but he's not. He's not a really polished commentator. But he's never fucking like consistently commentated like this before. So. Yeah, he's their he's their expert on the on the wrestlers as well. Um, I think the matches have been pretty exciting so far. I'm looking forward to seeing how they how much they turn it up towards the uh, towards the finals. What I what I really like is that they've uh, they've given everyone a little bit of um, time and a little bit of backstory. So mm-hmm. like traditionally, they wouldn't have bothered with. Uh, people who were going to lose in like the first round, like, but they've given everybody a little bit of a story. Yeah, given everybody a little bit of a. Here's a little to, history of this guy. Right. What he's all about. This guy comes from the Great Samoan Dynasty family and all that. So even though you can look and see that uh, this guy is a everyone's getting put over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I if you could have like, if you would have asked me for my picks. For every match in the first round, I would have gotten them all right because I'd be like, "This is a more established guy; he's sure. going to go over." But like, instead of just treating it that way and only giving the spotlight to the more established guys, it adds some intrigue that they may do a wacky WWE thing by like pushing an unknown guy mm-hmm. and uh, by giving these unknown guys a little bit of a like shine and like a little attention. So I appreciated that. Yeah, uh, I mean they're they're also they're coming out, so hey, why they're only going to be involved in one episode, so why not give them a little spotlight? Well, I hope I'd have to reread some spoilers, but I would hope that they do like uh, non-tournament matches, like tags mm. and stuff, like going forward to fill out the. Cards, oh yeah, you know sure. I, mean? I would like to see that. Yeah, uh, but I don't know that it's definitely happening. But uh, 
I don't know who stood out the most to you uh, for night one. Uh, it's been a week. Oh, I yeah, can't. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember. I thought like uh, Cedric Cedric Alexander had a really good showing. I thought the yeah. crowd like really got into him, and I, I guess this is going to play out for uh, the show that came out today that we haven't seen yet because we're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I want to say he he Cedric wrestles Abushi in the second round, and they tore it down. And like uh, even though Abushi won, like. He knocked Alexander out. I think, mm. from what I read of the the uh, spoilers, the crowd went apeshit for a yeah. while, like chanting "Please sign Cedric" or something. Supposedly Triple H like came out, shook his hand, and like and like yeah, I don't know. But that was crazy. so. When did uh, Cedric leave ROH? Uh, it's been a little bit. Because <laughs> when he was, I remember in ROH he was a part of a tag team and they split and then he had nothing for him and they and then. Uh, he was, ta- he was tagging with Caprice Coleman for a while as CNC yeah. Russell Victory, but after they broke up, they sort of uh, sort of put they tried to push him as like a heel and it didn't work. And uh, I think he's more of a babyface anyway. But he's one of the guys they totally wasted, just like they've been wasting ACH for a long time. They uh, Ring of Honor has these guys they could do a lot more with that they seem to be wasting away. So I don't know what their problem is, but uh, you know, Cedric's on fucking. The network tearing shit up, and they clearly missed the ball on that one. So yeah, and he's he's one of the names on the list of uh, five um, members of the cruiserweight show that are uh, supposedly on WWE's radar as potential signings. I mean, you got to think this is uh, some of these guys they already brought in with the intention of signing. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys are this is like an extended tryout for. Like, did you do really well? Like, and. I mean, I'll attest from the first round, like, Cedric had a really good match. Uh, I think he was super over. The crowd, like, really, really got behind him. So, I mean, I think he's, uh, you know, possibly going to get signed off of it. I hope he would get signed off of it at least. Yeah. Um, another, the Ho-Ho Lun, uh, Arya Davari match was a little slow. Um yeah. But that's sort of, Arya is not like a big spot fest guy. He's sort of like a slower paced guy. And I don't think Ho-Ho Lun is, like, super polished either. So I don't think uh, he did, he didn't impress me at all. Um, One of the things about the presentation that I really like is that they have a specialty. They're like this guy's a high flyer. This dude's a ground and pound. They're not necessarily all this one type of of wrestler, and they at least mention that. Right. It's one of the things that I enjoy about it. Yeah. What did you see? Sean Malta almost fucking kill himself on that dive to the outside on Ibushi. Where yeah, he, like whenever he, he like flipped up and almost flipped over and all. Yeah. He didn't clear the ropes and his head almost went down on the apron. God, I that think Ibushi so saved his life. Do you remember how like Ryback saved Kalisto's life? Yeah. A couple of months ago. Yeah. It was like that level of like he just didn't clear the fucking ropes enough and he was gonna fucking land right on his head on the apron. Or the ground. Yeah, but, go uh, back yeah. and and rewatch that, and you're like, at, at first glance, you're like, oh my god, something just went terribly wrong in that, and somehow they managed to recover it. But uh, they put a, they've spent a lot of time putting Ibushi over. Brian was putting Ibushi over a lot, and they, it just he felt like the biggest star coming out of the tournament. He seems to get the most focus, which obviously we know he worked the NXT show and whatnot. So yeah, Cedric Alexander, Zack Saber Jr., uh, Lince Dorado. Lindsay. Lindsay. Uh Jack Gallagher and uh Akira Tazawa. Yeah. They're, oh, you know what? They're pronounced as Gallagher. Gallagher. Yeah. Um I knew I was gonna mess that one up. Was it the Tozawa match that okay, maybe it was okay, I may I may have the spoilers fucked up in my head. Maybe it was 
Tozawa that Cedric wrestled in the second round, and that's what it was. I can't see the brackets in my head. They said but. online, I don't know which bracket it was, but that uh, Kenneth guy, uh, whatever, Johnson, whatever, I think versus right. uh, Tozawa, and they said it was a bad match. Or- okay, okay, yeah. Hmm. I like Tozawa, though, so that hurts my heart a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, Some cat, they say online, he's like, it really says something when you have a bad match with Tozawa. <laughs> Yeah, see, I don't know much, if anything, about that that other guy that he wrestled. Though he's one of the guys. There, there are a handful of guys. I'm like, I just don't. I don't I've never seen this guy. I don't know what he does. Um, and he's one of them. So nice. Uh, did you guys happen to to see the Balor and Nakamura match? I did in NXT. I what, did. What did you think about it? Uh, I didn't like it at all. Really? Yeah, not even a little bit. Wow. To me, Balor is not compelling. Like wrestling on top. Mm. And uh, this basically was him. He's not, he's not compelling as a guy wrestling on top. He's an underdog to me. And least of all, he's like least compelling when he's working on top, working like a body part, which is what he did, which uh, Nakamura almost, almost if not blew off all the selling of the leg for, yeah. uh, which uh, is a, is a common criticism of Nakamura, like uh, blowing off leg selling. And this was built around that. And I don't find Balor compelling as like an on top uh, working a hold guy. So, it was fine, but I did I didn't like it nearly as much as most people like that. Yeah, they've had a match in Japan before, huh? Between them, uh, they've wrestled like in teams together. I don't know if they wrestled each uh, other. Yeah, I mean they were hyping it like this is the very first time that these two had ever faced one another in a singles competition. Um, you know, the crowd was certainly hot for it. For it, uh, foot. Uh, they knew that this was pretty much Balor's farewell, so yeah. they they made sure to treat it extra special and. Um, you know, they it was sort of a passing of the torch. You know, Balor's moving on up, and um, up. Shinsuke's going to carry the torch for NXT. Um, so I mean, I I thought it was a fine match. Yeah, like like you said, the the selling of the of the leg eventually wore off, and um, no, wore um, off. He like he he, he just didn't, stopped. <laughs> he he didn't make much attempt to sell it at all, mm-hmm. and most of the match was built around like. The story was Finn was working over the legs to take out the knees and and, and the out of Shinsuke's offense and he didn't do it very compelling in in my opinion and then you know Shinsuke didn't do a lot to get over the the limb market as well so I didn't yeah. like the the much uh, I didn't like the match very much at all I know some people really liked it but to me it was uh, not a great performance for either guy hmm. I did right. not see it all right well something I know that you are excited about. WWE 2K17, they have released an NXT special edition. It's got three uh, three characters, Nakamura, Cruz, and Nia Jax. Uh, it's got the uh, Accelerator, I believe. Yeah, for your career uh, mode for uh, your your character. Mm-hmm. And also an 8-inch statue of Demon Finn Balor. Very cool stuff. I already put uh, a gift card you got me for my birthday. I already put it down on it. So Very cool. Low, low price, $99. Yeah. So... If you're looking for the uh, the special That's, edition, that is. It's probably like the coolest uh, special edition, edition they've ever had with WWE. Good stuff. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. Oh, what about that one year they had that uh, that uh, shitty little piece of paper of The Rock that was like a picture of The oh, Rock? Oh, man. On that, that really flimsy paper. So freaking cool. I remember cool. that. That was <laughs> so like freaking two, cool. two K or 2013. Oh I don't think 13. we really looked into it. We just wanted to get it, I think. 
It was like that little shitty little picture of the or rock. It was, 12. it was a flimsy card. It was and the, then like a tops card. That was. It was the year that you and I were roommates, and I remember you guys were so bummed. And I was like, oh, I just went over to Walmart and bought it. That's because uh, we ordered it and didn't come. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what comes with this edition is. It was exclusive to the WWE shop, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it was a shitty little paper in a different cover, and that was it. And then a card, and then it. a card, a tops card of the rock. Yeah. That was it. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one. With the stuff that we just said, also uh, a tops card uh, from NXT uh, Takeover London, mm-hmm. and a piece of the mat with it. You know those type of cards. So, yeah, uh, and a picture of Shinsuke. an autographed Autograph. picture. It's, I think it's that same guy who drew those uh, pictures uh, yeah. to reveal the roster. He he drew one of Shinsuke Nakamura and signed by him. To yeah, he's done a lot of uh, artists for WWE. So I'm. I'm pumped for Shinsuke to be in the game. Mm-hmm. So if they have an NXT edition, it means it's going to probably be heavy with NXT guys. I would think so. More than the last few games. What do you mean? Well, didn't you just name the three people who were supposed Well, to that's be- just like a DLC. Oh, what I'm talking about is... Oh, you mean that's going to be like when you get a certain person with a pre-order? Like those are... Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay that's I that. I got you. So that's that's why I'm wondering like who's gonna be in the game because I was trying to talk to him I was like when is Shinsuke hiring when did he come into NXT and I was like I was like because like when did Austin come in you know Austin Aries and mm-hmm. you know different people and I don't know I'm sure the majority of the NXT roster who's been there for a while and and a lot of the top names like Samoa Joe Shinsuke and Austin Aries I'm sure they're gonna be in the game as well so should be a so huge that's, roster that's pretty cool when I saw that I was like oh I has to get it mm-hmm. So, have you guys been watching uh, Lucha? I'm so far no, behind. But because what happened was I missed so much of it, and when I finally got back to the time, it was like the the finale, and I'm like, I'm not going to jump in at the fucking finale. Yeah. I'll wait till I have time, and I'll marathon back up through. Yeah, I'm the same way. I've I've been so uh, taken aback at work and, and everything. I just have not had time whenever it comes down to it. And Pick it back up next season. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, I'll I'll probably spend one day this weekend. I saw screenshots. So it was a uh, Black Lotus is finally wrestling. Oh, good, finally. So, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that. But that's pretty much going to do it for us this week. Uh, thank everyone for listening again. If you happen to be listening on iTunes, feel free to give us a review. Uh, but don't forget, you can submit questions to us on on YouTube, uh, WNS Video, also our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. You can check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com and WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook, and subscribe to our show, of course, on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Uh, yes, we're on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Uh, yes. Uh. <laughs> At WNS Podcast, at WNS underscore Daniel, and at Tyler underscore on uh, Twitter to find us. Yeah. And uh, also a reminder, yes. also a reminder for you all, if you happen to be in the Houston, Pasadena area, uh, Saturday, August 6th, Icons of Wrestling and House of Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer. We, I hope to be. Yeah, we are going to be out there. We've got our booth getting ready to be set up we're gonna have a table out there so if you happen to be in the area stop by and say hi and uh and enjoy the show buy some so, shit buy some shit buy some of tyler's shit so uh for the podcast crew i am daniel heron i'm tyler hey bear oh, and we will catch you all next week